You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. So we are going to jump straight into Psalm 130 and I'm going to read it for us. And it says this, Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can with reverence serve you. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love. And with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you would use me today. God, would you open our hearts and our minds to receive from you, Holy Spirit. Jesus, just change us, challenge us, and let us not leave this place unchanged by you. Amen. Now, let's be honest, church, we have got something that I rather like, the Great British Bake Off. Any fans? Come on, love it. Uh, I've heard rumors that there is the Great British Sewing Bee. Yep, I'm getting, okay. Oh, this side of the room, very, very, okay. I'm not going to, I'm just going to be honest, not my forte. I can't sew. Don't, no, Julie, I have tried sewing. I did it in school and I sewed my cushion cover to my skirt. And I stood up and it just stayed, so... Not my thing, but bless you, those that can sew, I will be coming to you for help. Um, There is also uh, the Great British Menu. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. And let's be real, there is nothing quite like the Great British Queue. It's true, right? I am that person when I'm like, oh, there's a queue, I'll join it. Just, I think there's something instilled in me about the Great British Queue. And many of you will know, it won't be a shock to you, I really love Disney. Yeah, I know, shocking news this morning, church. You know, it's true. I love Disney. In fact, you've probably seen Joel occasionally up here. He actually has a T-shirt that was bought for him saying, I work to fund my wife's Disney habit. Thank you, Jesus. You know, blessed with an incredible husband. Yes, a small round of applause. Um, But I love Disney. I love uh, the movies. I love the soft toys. Yes, I'm 36, and I go to bed every night with a soft toy. I'm okay with it. I'm strong in myself. Uh, (laughs) That isn't Joel, I should say. Brilliant. I love a good bit of heckling, church. Um, But I love Disney. I love all the different things about it. But there is just one thing, this one thing that I love, and it's the Disney parks. My annual pilgrimage to Disneyland Paris I say annual, I'm looking at you, babe. My annual pilgrimage to Disneyland Paris. We have been known to do it in a day. Yes, church, hear me right. We have been known to go to Disneyland Paris in a day. It was spectacular. That moment where you pull up, I say pull up, you walk up and you see just the castle. It could make me weep. You walk down Main Street, the sights, the smells, the characters, the food. Oh, 
If you follow me on Instagram, there is a whole entire post dedicated to Disney food. Everything's shaped Mickey. I love it. But most importantly, the rides. Big Thunder Mountain. Hyperspace Mountain. I'll be honest, Peter Pan. It doesn't get any better. Can I get an amen? Come on. And I love it. And Disney has this little thing that it does. And I call it sneaky queuing. Sneaky queuing. Because you look and you think, that's not a big queue. Quick, get on Peter Pan, Joel. We've got to get in the queue. It's not very long and you stand there and you're good to go. You think, I'm going to be next. I'm like right next to the entrance. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, I've got to, but that's the ride. Why am I going this way? And you spend about 10 minutes going this way. And you think, it's fine. I'm going to come back now. And you think, yes, I'm on my way back. Why am I going back this way? And Disney has this thing. It's sneaky queuing. But I tell you what, it works. And church, I want to talk to us a little bit about this today. I know, there's a link coming. I want to talk, it's not about waiting in that orderly queue, kind of the impatience, the frustration of a non-moving queue, but I want to talk to us about what happens when God says, wait. What happens when God says, wait? In the Bible, the word wait means to hope, to anticipate, and to trust. Now, that is not what my brain instinctively goes to. To hope, to anticipate, and to trust. And for us, for those that know Jesus, there is something about the patience of waiting, knowing where to put our hope and trust while we wait. That shifts everything. That changes everything. You know, whether you're at the, like, the mountaintop of waiting and you're like, yes, this is good, or whether you're in the depths of waiting and, and, and it's hard. And if we're honest, which I'm going to be today, church, that season of waiting can feel dark. It can feel hidden. And sometimes it can feel never-ending, you know? But I want to tell you today from Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So how do we wait on the Lord? You're telling me to wait on the Lord. How do I do it? Well, church, I got three points today that I want to make that are going to help us whether you're in a place of waiting, whether I believe God will bring you at some point in your life and you'll walk with Jesus, sorry to tell you, but he will bring you into a place of waiting. And there's three things I want to tell us today. And the first one, if you've got your notebooks, wait in the word. Wait in the word. Now, that might seem like a really simple, like, okay, cool, yeah, I'll read my Bible. Great, thanks, Sarah, done. It might seem like that. <laughs> but we find in verse 1 in our psalm, that it says, basically, David is crying out out of the depths of despair. I mean, he is in the deep, 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 deep. He is not flying high on that mountaintop. He is waiting in the depths of despair. We find him, if we're honest at this point, where he's really made some errors with Bathsheba. And if you haven't read that story, let me just tell you, you go read that. He made a real big boo-boo. And he's in at this point where he is the lowest of the low. So waiting in the word, in the lowest of the Lord. I, I tell you, church, I've been in that place. I am, um, a number of years ago now, I was working for an incredible charity down in um, Birmingham, in Hells Owen, and I'd worked there for like four years. And um, I commuted from the Wirral to Birmingham, 
You're, yeah, you heard me right. It was a two, hour, two and a half hour drive there, two and a half hour drive back. I was in daily a minimum of three days a week. I toured around the country. It was incredible. I got to tell young people about Jesus. It was the best thing. I absolutely, yes, young people, you give yourselves a holler. It was incredible. I absolutely loved it. It was like the job that was a dream. It just was a crazy season in my life. And suddenly what happened was I was about to lose my job. They turned around and said, we feel like this, this kind of role is coming to an end. And to be honest, I kind of went, yeah, I can kind of see that too. All right. This, this hurts. This isn't fun. This is a painful moment, but, but, I, but I get it. And I did what, you know, you normally do. You go, okay, Jesus, what's next? Cool, great. That's co- that door closed, door open. Woo, that's what happens. And um, we were getting closer and closer to this date at the end of September. I remember that. Wow, cool. And um, I remember going, okay, Jesus, what's next? Jesus? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I'm in ministry. I, I work in full-time ministry. You just open the next door. That's what we do, right? I'm serving you every bit of my life. And there was nothing coming. There was nothing. There was no door. There was no inkling, no little kind of you know, rumblings of the ground of this job could be there. there. I couldn't see anything out there on the job boards. There was just nothing. And I was in those depths, church. I was in those depths of going, I've just slogged my heart, my guts, my soul. I was away from Joel. I saw him like once a week for four years. It was, it, he's giving me the eyebrow, it was true. It, it was hard work. And I felt like I'd given it my absolute everything. So then for God to not go, well, here's your next thing, Sarah, it hurt. And it was hard. And I was in this period, this season of waiting that was scary and heavy. But little did I know what God had around the corner. Little did I know. You know what? I, I, I have one of those moments, and I think we'll all, you, you'll be with me, where you go, ah, oh, yeah, you're God. No, yeah, and I'm me. Yeah, good point. That moment, that little bit of like, yeah, you've, you've got the plan, not me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I had that moment. And you know what? I finished that job on the Friday, and I had no clue what was happening next. I did not know what the next bit of the journey was, but I was, I was okay. And I, I remember we, we went home. We, you know, we, we had a little celebration moment of wonderful. That was an incredible period of my life, still not knowing what was next. And on the Monday, I, uh, I had coffee with a friend. And uh, he sat me down and said, so great to see you, sir. I want to offer you a job on the Monday. Finished on the Friday, job offer on the Monday. Two weeks later, I was in that office working. And I continued to work for them for another four years before I came to here, to work here. God is good. So, so good. And in the psalm, the weight of his sin from David with Bathsheba has brought him so low. He's really in the depths. But I guess what's going to keep you in those moments? Because it's going to happen. I'm sorry, bearer of bad news today, but bearer of reality. What's going to keep you in the peace and the patience while you wait? You know, we read the Psalms with David, and he really flips, doesn't he, between like all this praise and then all this like penitence going after God, saying, I'm sorry, I need forgiveness, I need you, Jesus. And he moves between them. He needs help out of this kind of hole he's got him in. But where does he always go? God. Time and time again, no matter what situation he faces, he goes to God. That moment when you're in that depths of the depths and you have nowhere else to turn, God. He is always there and he is always faithful. I know that the only way in those moments for me is to turn to Jesus. 
I just know it. Do you know what? Even in that moment of waiting for that job, which was really horrible, I won't lie, it was a really hard, hard time. What I did was I stood on the word of God. I didn't just kind of go, oh, okay, cool, I'll keep waiting. No, I got in the word. And I stood on the word of God. And I stood on Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. I stood on the word of the Lord when it hurt, when it got painful, when I didn't know what to do, when I was in those depths and I'm going, Jesus, I need you. What did I do? I stood on the word. I got into my Bible because that is one of the only ways through the truth of the word. This book will change your life. The revelation that will come to you through this book, if you are not reading it, I dare you. I dare you to read it and come back to me and go, no, nothing happened. I dare you. This book changes lives. It gives you hope when there is no hope. It will lift you out of despair. It will raise your head when you can no longer raise your head. Because what's in here is truth. Amen. It will reveal what you need in that moment. So Sarah, how am I going to wait on the Lord? How do I do that? Stay in the Word. Wait in the Word. The second point this morning is wait for the morning. Now, my husband, the creative department, anybody who calls me a friend will know. I am not a morning person. (laughs) I know, shocking, right? I'm not a morning person to the point at which on the way to church on a Sunday when Joel and I are on band together, he will start talking away in the car and I'm sat there, I've got my coffee. And uh, he'll be talking away, maybe asking me a few questions and then he'll stop, look at me and go, oh yeah, no, I'm not meant to talk to you yet. (laughs) It's genuinely true. I am just, I'm not, I don't wake up. My brain just isn't quite there yet. I need a good coffee in my system to get going. However, I will say, on that odd occasion where, you know, the alarm needs to go early and I need to get up, I see the merit. I see the merit in it. You know, I get to like 11 a.m. and I'm like, I've like done a load of things. This is a revelation. This is incredible. Like the amount you get done in the day when you get up early. I get, I can understand the 6 a.m. gym goers. I'm never going to be one. But I get it. Those people that kind of get up for the sunrise dip in the sea. I get you. Not going to be you. But I get you. You know, the early risers, the, the people who get up really early for work. I get you. I mean, even in the Bible, right? Let's go this far. God gave Israel manna to be gathered in the morning. Jesus prayed early in the morning. (laughs) David, a man after God's heart, encouraged early morning encounters. They, God's mercies in Lamentations, on you every morning. (laughs) As the sun rises over your day, God's mercies on you. Let me bring, and this is in um, Psalms, let let the morning bring me the word of your unfailing love. In the morning, Lord, let me hear, Lord, hello. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. And in our psalm today, in Psalm 130, where we're at, we're five to six, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word, I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. And in verse 6, we're talking about these watchmen. Now, for me, the way I kind of see it is um, security. I kind of go as far as to be like security guards. <laughs> That's how my brain like, likes to think about it. And um, they are actively waiting 
for like the danger to come, to be secure, the trespassers, the people in the darkness. And they are actively waiting. They're not passive. They are actively waiting. Because if you think about it in the morning, you almost have that really vulnerable moment when you're going from dark to light. That moment where you've been through the really, really hard season and it's been darkness and it's been hard. And in that moment before it switches to morning, that's where you're vulnerable most. You know, even in the practical, when you wake up in the morning, when you've been asleep, when you wake up, how do you start your day? What's like the first thing you do? Because I believe actually in that moment, you're vulnerable. But waiting to God's breakthrough is often hardest in the dark. I think we can agree on that. But the beauty is, and oh my gosh, it's good. The morning always comes. The morning always comes. It's not a guesswork. It's not like it is it, isn't it? It always comes. Look back to the, one of the very first things that God did in creation. Dark and light. It always comes. It always comes. And it is without question or without doubt. The morning will always come. So how are we going to wait on the Lord? Well, we wait in the word and we wait for the morning because it's always going to come. The darkness will always turn to light and you will always get through that season because he is never failing. And my third point, which I'm going to try and squeeze in really quick, is wait in hopeful expectation. Now, I don't know about you, but I wait in hopeful expectation that this is the year that Chester FC go up a league. Can I get an amen, Matt? Thank you. Wrexham, I salute you. I don't support you. Okay, now I believe James Jones in his Wrexham shirt at the back. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Mm -hmm. Chester FC are going up, people. National League North to National League. I believe it's going to happen. I better wait with hopeful expectation that it's going to happen. That 90th minute winner, that corner at the very last second, the bubbling of the tension arising. Joel gets more stressed. I sit there going, ah, what's life going to be like after the game? That moment where we're like in that expectation. And I can sit there and think, this is it. It's not going to happen. We're not going up, uh, whatever. Or I can go, this is it. This is our time. This is our moment. We're going up. I wait with hopeful expectation. In the season of waiting, you can be negative or you can be positive. It's true. How are you in that season of waiting? How are you going to approach it simply? Is it glass half full, glass half empty? What is it going to be like in that season? And for me, I'll be honest with you, church, I giggled when I got this topic because I am in a season of waiting. I literally, I messaged a friend and said, how comical is God? Because I am preaching to you today out of this season. And something that God has said to me is I always think as time goes by as I'm waiting, every moment is a step forward and a step closer, not a missed minute or that God is delayed. Every moment is a step forward and a step closer. God is not delayed in your waiting. He's not delayed. He's not got caught up in the traffic. He's not got caught up with somebody else's stuff. He will be exactly on time. And I can be hopeful as I wait in expectation. Hopeful expectation is the currency of heaven. It is faith. Where's your faith at today, church? Where's your faith at? Hebrews 11.1. 1, now faith is being sure of what we hope for. And certain of what we do not see. Where's your hope? Is it in stuff that's going to fulfill you? Is it in thinking, I want this or I want that? Or is it standing going, I know the morning's coming. 
I know what the Word says. I know the goodness of God. I know His faithfulness. I've seen it in my comings and my goings. I've seen it in the depths. I've seen it in the mountaintop. Where are you at? Are you stood there with hopeful expectations? Are you stood there knowing the absolute assurance of who God says He is? Are you waiting thinking, I can't do this? Let me tell you today that God is a God of love, of redemption, of faithfulness, of mercy. He will never fail you. He'll never falter. So you can wait with hopeful expectation. You can wait with hopeful expectation. One of my favourite verses, Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. You break it down real quick. Renewing your strength could be like going to the gym. Mounting up like you're climbing. Eagle's wings like you're flying. Running. Run like you're running. Walk like you're walking. In all of those things, it's active. It's not passive. It's active, not passive. And I want to ask you today, church, how are you in that season of waiting? Are you active? Are you passive going, this, 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 I'm just, this is where I'm at? This is it, I can't do anything. Be active in your waiting. Be active in your hopeful expectation. Are you in that word? Are you surrounding yourselves with others? Are you hopeful? Because the morning will always come. Waiting on the Lord, but how do I do that? Wait in the word. Wait for the morning. Wait with hopeful expectation. How are you waiting? Quick self-assessment right now. How are you waiting? Whether you're in that season right now, you've been there or you're gonna be there. How are you preparing yourself to wait? How are you gonna learn from how you've done it before? Or in this very moment, how are you waiting? Let me tell you today, Psalm 27, 14, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. So waiting in the Word, self-assessment. How often are you reading your Bible? Do you have a Bible reading plan? Have you made it a priority in your life? Let me tell you, this year has genuinely changed my life. I'm reading the Bible with people. And it has changed my life. I've read the Bible every day this year. That's not me going, woo-woo, me. Well, it is internally. But it's not me. It's genuinely changed my life. Get people around you. Be accountable, church to each other. We're brothers and sisters right here. We're family. Let's get accountable. Let's get in the Word. How are you waiting in the morning? Maybe it's actually like a physical thing in the morning. Shift your morning patterns. Start your day declaring over yourself that you're a child of God, that He loves you. Let that shift the whole entire pattern of your day. Wait with hopeful expectation. Well, when you do the other two, the hope rises. (laughs) Shift your mindset. Don't be sit, don't, don't just be passive about it. Get on your knees. Get into praise. Waiting for something when it's painful and it's hurtful doesn't mean you sit and think, woe is me. It means you get on your knees before Jesus. You get in the praise pit. Because he is worthy of praise in every season of your life. In every moment of your life. Not when it's just feeling good, but every season of your life. So what would that look like for us today, church? Well, imagine if we were a church that walked through the doors and was hungry to be in this praise pit. You walk through the doors and you're thinking, right, people, get out of my way because I'm about to get my praise on. 
that the band didn't have to come here and think, right, we've got to start on like a praise offering just to kind of get church to get going. Imagine if you were filled with hopeful expectation, you were on the word, you were surrounded by people. You would be running in those doors, church. You would be like, get out of my way, I gotta praise. That's my heart. That's my desire for this house is that you would be hungry to be here. You would be desperate to be in the praise, not to get to the worship to feel good, but to get to the praise to tell Him, you are faithful in the good and the hard. Church, that's my heart for you. Let's get hungry to praise. Come ready to give thanks, waiting on His Word, confident in His timing. He is not delayed. Let's remind ourselves of who God is and who He says He is. Wait on the Word. Wait in the morning. Wait with hopeful expectation. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m.